0: to drummers only radio drummers only is the uk's leading drum shop with store locations in glasgow and leeds our podcasts are full of interviews gear reviews and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop the show is hosted by two pasty scottish dudes who talk real fast whoa Slow down there, brave heart. So here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Drummers Only, Radio episode number 52. We're back, we had a short break. Uh, To kick his back into touch is Mr. Pete Ray Biggin. Good evening. Yes, mate, how you doing? (laughs) I'm all the better for meeting you. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm good, man, I'm good. I'm good. It's great speak to you guys, man. My missus is from Glasgow, so
0: it's awesome. <laughs> oh amazing. Wait, Do do you know where? Uh
1: she's from Erskine.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. One of the guys yeah, that yeah. used to work here is from there as well. So yeah. Oh really. You gotta go over yeah. the big bridge and all that. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um you were rehearsing today, right? He's, Pete's just finished her literally just finished the rehearsal. Yeah,
1: just the last minute rehearsal and a gig. And uh yeah, we we're at the gig now and we've got uh, we've got the from yes, Brilliant. so for
0: um, for people at home who might not know who Pete Ray Biggin is he is a London based drummer that has played for now wait for it Shaka Khan Robbie Williams Lily Allen The Specials Whitney Houston Beverly Knight Amy Winehouse Mark Ronson Carleen Anderson Estelle Adele Tyo Cruz and Incognito Man wow. what a list
1: yeah, so I actually didn't play with Whitney Houston. I played guitar for Whitney Houston. Oh, okay, ca- <laughs> ca- casually. I, mimed, I did mime to guitar for Whitney Houston. My oh, only dude. one on mime on a gig, and I got I got a guitar out of it. It was awesome. So. Amazing,
0: <laughs> dude! Like, like all those gigs are really different, eh? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's similarities, artists, Shaka Khan, those kind of vibes. But like, that's some list to have, man. How did all like? How did you get to play? With artists as diverse as that,
1: I mean, I've played with a lot of different artists. But the good thing is, when I finished with Amy Winehouse, I joined Mark Ronson for a two uh, of two years, and that's where we got to play with many different artists because he was obviously he was the producer, DJ stuff, and he had different artists on his record. So yeah, we got to we got to play with like mad names like sean lennon and wow. like the you know like this guy called wale rapper from dc who's absolutely mega up mm. there right now you know what i mean He's got millions of followers so yeah it was just kind of like it was great doing the bonson gig because it was just it was just it was like whoever was around was just jumping on the bus <laughs> and it was that way and that's when we played the specials and all these different people wow. great yeah,
0: yeah man so like do you have to do you have to dig into the 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 sort of um the bag of tricks for like the different grooves and all that you know because if you're doing sp- the specials and stuff I can imagine that it's all of a sudden like you're having to pull that kind of scar vibe out and all that
1: yeah well it's just like you know play play the record man play, mm. play it you know as a, as a, as a musician you know you, you've got your own style but it's always good to play the record because that's what the artist wants Um I mean with Bronson he was changing he was changing his kind of <laughs> you know he'd done his like he did that versions out so he took covers and he sort of made him his own way and he made them funky which is perfect for me because i'm i love funk and i play funk man so i'm just like great so i just did my little like the specials repair, you know and stuff like that so yeah it was cool man just yeah but you know you should always adapt to your your gig and also you know listen to the record and, and play the record as close as you can man you know yeah
0: so, totally man totally that's what yeah. i guess that's what they want you for um so if, I, if I'm right, I, I was looking at, I was researching you a bit of stuff and, and you started playing clubs at like 15?
1: Yeah, I, started, I joined a club band when I was 12 years old. Whoa. You know, and that was like 1992. That's showing my age now, bloody old. Um So yeah, I was like gigging with guys three times my age and my, you know, getting dropped off at 4 o'clock in the morning and my mum and dad would- <laughs> or whatever, you know. And then I'd be straight into school on Monday morning like with about 120 quid in my pocket. So, yeah, pretty that's good. From a young age, I've been, I've been gigging, man. So. That's
0: pretty bonkers. That's not your normal route, is it? No, 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 no. No, like, uh, you know, that, do you ever get that saying where, like, the, the playground kind of teaches you everything when you're at school? You kind of learn everything through the playground. Yeah, yeah. Was it similar to that? You just learn on the gig? And you learn kind of because you have these people that are like you say three times older than you kind of telling you what to do and what not to do and
1: yeah I mean again you know um you know I got into records young man I was like you know I was listening to Stevie Wonder when I was 10 and playing along to all that sort of stuff and you know all the get I guess the chart music at the time and you know so obviously the bands I joined were playing all that stuff and I I used to just love listening to records man you know and it was Mm -hmm. like I always just wanted to be able to play with artists and 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 play play records so when i when i started doing the function gigs and i used to just close my eyes and pretend just pretend i was the drummer on this record so i'd always be wow. trying to like put my head in the studio ahead you know and you know and i had this weird thing was pretending like i used to pretend like sting would be in the audience and i'd just be trying to play really really good man Do you know what i mean it's just like he's not I don't think Prince, uh, Prince or Sting would ever got a Butlins in Bogner Aegis. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? So just but it, it's a good, it's a good test for me because I was just wanted to like, just, like again play the record, man. You know, and, mm. but again I was, a, I was a kid, so I was like constantly whining guitarist up and detuning his guitar after he spent an hour tuning it. You know, but I mean that's what a twelve year old kid should be doing. Yeah, there, you know?
0: yeah, so d- yeah. d- did that come naturally to you, like that idea of yeah, just play I, the record?
1: Yeah, my dad was a drummer. Uh, right. Like, you know, at two years old, I was sat on a beer crate watching my dad at gigs, you know, so it was like so I guess, you know, growing up, and my dad showed me, like, the average white band Scottish, great Scottish yeah, band, man. you know like, Hell yeah. like, like I, was old, and I was like yeah, I think I'm funk, funk guy, you
0: know So Brilliant, man. From what I gather like six years later, by the time you've hit 21 you're already sort of touring There you go, yeah you're, You know, like, that's a really, really short space of time to mm. go from, like clubs to just out on the road like that must have been mental
1: yeah i mean i got my first i got my first big gig at 27 that was with amy right and we were doing we were straight into doing the Brits, brit awards and all that sort of stuff and i was like okay but the good thing about that is i was ready because like i say man from 12 13 years old i've been gigging i've been you know and then i I passed my test my car test at 17 i had a car so the drums went in my car then i was setting my You know, so I had a good ten years of driving to gigs myself, and the the kit being in the boot. You know, (laughs) setting it up myself. So obviously, good, a good solid ten years of being independent by myself. And then I, and then I got someone else setting my drum kit for me. So I was. uh... (laughs) But you know, I I needed that education myself. Like the road, the road teaches you, man. Mm. You know, and it's it's that's the price of the education, man. You know, you to 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 do to do the the slog yourself man and that's where mm. i learned to groove man it's is them functioning and pissing all the singers off and like, oh, it is. And I thought, okay, I need to just kind of like, yeah. you know, just hold it down and, and stop playing for myself sort of thing. You know what I mean?
0: So. Yeah, but there's like, there's drummers that go through their entire life and don't learn that lesson. Well, you know, yeah, you've got to learn you, that pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like they, 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 you, we, we speak to people all the time about it and you see guys playing around the town and they're just like, they haven't learned after X amount of years of just sitting in a pocket that that's yeah. sometimes all you've got to do, you know, and, as, as, well, it's, as... this,
1: it's this thing that messes with you. Like mm. this can be your, like your head can be your worst enemy or your best friends. You know, it's like you do you, you play the first song, and you make a mistake in your head, and you know all you're doing for the next forty five minutes is thinking how crap you are because you made that mistake, and that mm. that your head's going oh you're rubbish you are, and you're going oh man am, am I all right? Is that, do I sound good? Is the bass playing? You're looking around for validation. Well, while ever you're doing that. You're playing shit because all the blood's going into your head and thoughts and the blood's not going to hear. Mm. So the good thing is, is if you make a mistake, enjoy your mistake and get over mm. it and enjoy it and just get on with it, man. Because yeah. you know
0: my old man bad. was a drummer too, and and he used yeah. to say that if like, you know, if something falls over on the stage, don't get pissed off about it. Just laugh about no, it. No, don't.
1: Yeah, Cause... try it again. Try and do it again. That's even <laughs> more interesting. <laughs> Especially when you're it. knocking symbols <laughs> like... over. Someone's like, man, I love them two fills you did in that song. It was really off, but really good. And you're like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you've also got obviously quite a bit of facility. So, if if it's time when it's time to play, you can do that. Like, do you, do you ever find yourself having to toe the line between the two?
1: Well, I did. Yeah, I mean, when you're doing a pop gig, you know, you uh, you've got to like again play the record, but then. Obviously, level forty-two. It's like mm. you know, Mark's always like, "Come on, play your ass off." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> just yeah, like, man. you know. And I and and that gig is probably like one of three gigs in the world that you can play your ass off over <laughs> hits. And, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. well, you wouldn't really want to be doing that on a Del's gig. Do you know what I mean? You just, like, you, you won't last that long. No, You'll get someone else. Yeah, just do it. Okay, you got to know which hat you're wearing. You know. Mm.
0: Mm, and your experience, I guess, will, will have taught you that over the course of yeah, man. I you know. mean,
1: now I'm just like I just enjoy listening to everybody else and not myself. Yeah. And, and 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 that is when you're listening. The key mm. is to learn to listen. Mm. You know what I mean? Don't just hear it. Learn to listen, man. Like you know what I mean? It's like was that hard? Yeah, very hard. It's just yeah. like you know when you put a song on, you put a song on, and you just you know you're singing the words, whatever. You're just hearing it. Mm. But if you put a song on and, and pick out like a little synth thing or and just listen to that all the way through, that's now you're listening. You know mm. what I mean? So there's an art in just listening in, in itself. And and unfortunately that again comes with screwing gigs up and pissing people <laughs> off and you know, and kind of just learning what not to do and what to leave out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I mean a drummer's job, man, is to is to is to put that foundation. Just hold it down. Yeah, you can do some chops and all that, but you need that solid foundation for the rest of the house to be built on. Because the band is only as good as that drummer, man. And if mm-hmm. the, if, if the band's good and the drum is shaky, the, the band's shaky, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's totally. like you've got to you've got to get that shit right first. And and as and as soon as you start grooving and just laying it down, you, you get some nice smiles, you know. So then you're like, <laughs> you know, I used yeah. to say if the bass player is looking at you, you're messing up if he's not
0: looking at you <laughs> <he's doing well. laughs> Magic. yeah totally man and if i guess if you've come up with funk on the brain then those drummers really had that nailed we we about 10 years ago we went on a shop night out to see uh what was the name of the band i can't remember but it was um james brown's rhythm section it was clyde and jabbo and, and, oh, and, and yeah f- clyde. Fred Wesley was playing trombone and stuff, you know, and it was nice. just, and there was there was points to the gig where like Clyde would just sit, play the bass drum, while yeah, yeah. while like Jabo was grooving away, and they would yeah, just take yeah, turns, like just sitting for like five minutes, boom, boom, boom. boom. Yeah, that's all that's he's right. doing. He's just, thinking about what he's
1: going to be cooking for dinner tomorrow, man. He's just taking a minute. <laughs> that, and it's like, and that's that's the truth. Yeah, you but, don't but, have
0: to play. But he still got that foundation. Eh? He still got Pumpkins. that. Yeah, man. So, and yeah. those guys have been heralded as the best funk drummers ever. Really, you know. So, are, yeah. yeah. I look I get. There is you a... know
1: what? And to this day, mate, we're still playing the same shit as what they're playing. So, right? It, it, you know, nothing's changed. It's just we're doing it. We're doing it on our own um thing now.
0: You know. So, totally, man. So. How did level forty two come round for you?
1: Level forty two came round on. I mean, I was. I mean, obviously, I was a. I was a massive level forty two fan mm. as a kid, and and then um, yeah, I just got the call basically when I was. Uh, yeah, it was one one morning. I woke up to a message, uh, a, a, a voice call off Mark King. It's like Monday morning, nine a.m. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Hey, how you doing?" He's like, "That Pete." I'm like, "Yeah, is this Mark King?" And I'm like, "Oh." Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think like, I just said to him by accident, "What took you so long to call, man?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, I was playing with Cognito at the time. We was uh, I've been with them about five years, uh, and then the level gig came in, and I was sort of like putting the level gig first because it was my dream gig, right? Like, as a kid, mm. you know, I, I, I always wanted to do that. And playing with Mark for the first time it was just like the perfect fitted glove. It was just like, mm. wow, this is the best. Club i've ever put on do you know what i mean it was just yeah. and uh yeah it makes sense man that's what i grew up listening to and <laughs> I'm in there now and you know
0: so you just turn up for audition and you already know the back catalogue
1: well it, it kind of was you know i mean he called me in like he called me in november uh 2009 he said look gary's gary's not around next year would you be up for covering covering him uh I said, yeah, man, like I'd love to do this, man. It's like blah blah blah. Me and Mark are talking, but as we're talking, I'm like I had this feeling. I'm going, This is my gig, man. This is like, you know, you like you get you just get that feeling like you know, like so anyway, so it was all good now. We left it. And Mark went, Look, just come in in February, we'll have a little jam, run a few songs, and, and I'm like, Yeah, sweet man. So I basically uh, Got my buddy Luke Harris, who's another great drummer, plays for Brand New Evers. So he was like, sort of, took him under my me when he was younger, coming into the scene. So, he was like, setting my kit up for me and driving me around. And you know, and then anyway, we set the kit up and blah blah blah. And, and straight away, Mark King's gone into like love games and just and they're all like, you know, so he just reeled off about five or six songs, love games, running in the family, Mr. Pink. And he just, just kept throwing them at me. And then Mike Lindup went, Oh my god, Pete, you've really done your homework. And I went, Well. I said to be honest, I know all this shit from years ago. <laughs> I said i can't into this stuff, you know. And they were like, "Oh, okay." And then, um, and then Mark was like, "Do you want to play another song?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, any of them." You know, he goes, "What song do you want?" I went, "Well, I know them all." <laughs> so, wow! And then he and then he took love, meeting, loving, which I didn't know. So, I was, oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, it all worked out really good. And listen, man, like after after we'd done that rehearsal, uh next minute the photographers in, all the lights are up, and it was like, ka-ching bang!" Next next day, welcome our new drummer Pete Ray biggins So I was like, since then wow. I've, I've I've stayed, you know. So I guess Mark Mark knew, and he had the idea, and we checked, we had a chat, and it. And um, I just love that geezer man. He's just like mm. I call him the godfather mate. He's my life, my
0: godfather. <laughs> he's he's uh, it's pretty startling watching some of that shit. You know, like oh, he's a monster mate. Still to this day, he's a beast. You know, yeah, like what he can sing over when he's playing. That's well, crazy. he was a drummer. you know that right? I did not know that. No, I yeah, didn't know Marvel he was a drummer.
1: Well, were the two drummers on the Isle of Wight, and they loved all the uh, they loved all the Return of Forever, uh, mm. the John. McElroy a visual orchestra. They was listening to all this shit as kids, and then uh, I think what happened? They came to London. They met Mike and Dominic Miller, hmm. and they and they had a he would play a sting, uh, and they all had a jam. But there was only one drum kit, uh, keyboards, and Mike I think was studying classical percussion, but he could play keys. So Mike got on the keys, and Dominic was on guitar, and Mark was like, "Was well, there's a bassist?" So Mark picked yeah. up his bass, put it put it on his knee, and just started playing drums on it. Wow, and that's how level forty-two became
0: um, level forty-two. You that's know, kind, it's that's kind of
1: bonkers, yeah. He, he just went and started learning to play bass, and that was his—that's his style, you know. He could never afford a bass strap. He, started, okay. he he was so used to playing it on his knees. So when he when he got a bass strap, he had to put it up there because it's the yeah. same height. How he learned, yeah, yeah. So. I and mean, he of created his own thing, you know. To,
0: yeah, like pioneer it, you know. Yeah. Because I don't um, think there's anyone else really with that kind of sound. I mean, there's there's bass players that can play like him. That's yeah. not... But it's like he's got his thing going on, hasn't he? He's
1: got his thing, man. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: so did he let you just come in and be Pete? Or did... We, you know, because there's a few guys that are that are that aren't too bad at the drums that have sat on that seat.
1: Yeah. So again, like it's all down, down to playing a record, man. I know what mm. Phil did. I know what Gary did. And I just kind of wanted to uh, play the record, but obviously I'll still give my fingerprint because this is, he's <laughs> only one of these. Like one of but I'll take, uh, you know, pride in playing what Phil played, because again, you know, people know these parts on the record and they're attached to them. So if you come in and just think, ah, oh, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. It's a bit uh, disrespectful for me. So i more pay homage to the record and um and just yeah, just like certain fills I'll play what Phil played or Gary played. But generally I'm I'm kinda of me, but again, you know, I grew up listening to levels so I can just try and compliment what's been done before, you
0: know. Yeah. I, I guess as well, like guys like that phone you for you. Yeah. You know, they don't phone you looking for Phil or Gary because they've played with fell or Gary and, and they might want exactly. to move that on a bit and yeah. so it, it must be a, it must be a weird thing you know to sit on someone else's th- before it's your throne to sit on someone else's throne for a minute and it, it must yeah. be an odd thing you know well um,
1: it, it was a pleasure for me man and that yeah but and I, and, uh, you know so i'll i'll play like the record but i'll put a bit of fire behind it as well,
0: well so. and the, the beautiful thing is man it shows it totally shows so when you watch it you can totally tell this is like a big nice. smile on your face and like you've it's not like you, you've come to play you know yeah yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great gig, man. It's a great gig for a drummer, man.
0: It's high energy, eh?
1: I know. By the first song, I'm just pissing sweat.
0: Like... <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so like two hours of that every night on a tour must well, be roasting out. Oh mate, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Blisters, yeah.
0: So what's this the deal with the PB Underground then? Because that's your thing, right? That's your project.
1: Yeah, it's my project. It's been going um, good ten years now um i've got to write a new album i've got a new album in the process but um mm-hmm. i mean yeah man we just you know I, again after playing with people like mark ronson playing with all these guys and then played with idkog and shaka khan it's like you just think what what where can i go from here man like so i just kind of just you know I just, all my mates are on these different um in these pop bands and you know and bored of playing simple shit parts and i was just like man <laughs> in the studio and play some james brown shit and a like real good like dirty fun uh funny yeah. fire. i just ended up starting to write and building my studio and and that's how it came man um yeah i mean we've only released one album i've so got to release another one soon but uh <laughs> things but obviously when you're juggling a few gigs and it's like and you're on tour for two months and you're like right i'm going back i'm gonna do a record like you come off tour you're knackered you want to sleep for a week do you know what i mean so it's mm. like it's funny because when you're in the studio head, you're in the studio head, and if. You, you do a gig it just kind of screws you up a bit but you, when you're in that studio head vibe you know time just doesn't exist because you just you're just in there with it do you know what I mean yeah eating doesn't exist you're like you're like, Man, I'm really hungry. It's like eight o'clock at night you're like shit I haven't eaten all day <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so yeah that's um uh, yeah, man. I mean, we're we gonna wait? we're gonna make a new record soon. We've got half a record sort of done, uh, but the last three years I lost my studio, so because um, mm. I'm developing in London, and them into so uh, me and my business partner we found a we found a space uh, like a studio space. It used to be an old rehearsal studio in Watford. Anyway, we smashed it all out and we've just built fifteen recording studios, production <laughs> room, wow. so people can come in plug-in or whatever or this long-term lease of rooms but like really well done like sound treated rooms mm. in Watford like nice big chill out area a shower in there I put oh. everything in this place is what I wanted in my last one do you know what I mean yeah so yeah so that's been my next business uh uh thing what I'm trying to just do but obviously COVID just messed it all up and yeah you
0: know so it's
1: hanging in there man hanging in <laughs> yeah, there absolutely of- a lot of musicians getting busy now, man. I'm really chuffed. like it's coming back. Do you know what I mean? So,
0: yeah, but we're seeing them, we're seeing people in the, the the shops more and more, which is great. You know, they need to come in and buy heads and sticks and moon shells and all the stuff that hasn't been selling because nobody's been gigging, yeah. you know. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so d- d- do you write the music, or is it do you write? Do you have a writing partner, or how does that work for you?
1: I mean, generally, I write. I write from playing the bass. Most of the songs on the album is me. Is, that's what's what I've come with with bass line. because I play a bit of bass, but right. I'm not. Like, I mean, I do all the slapping, and, but I can write with bass, which is good. So for me, it's always good to write with a keyboard player or another guitar or a guitarist, and mm. they. I'd rather write with other people than write by myself because there's a vibe, man. It's like when you mm. when you sat there with the logic, and you, you know, it's just like, it's just like, it's just no, it's no connection. And I, I'm, I'm. I'm an energy sucker and energy giver. So I'm not like always bouncing off someone. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. so yeah generally I've had a few keyboard players and a few guitarists that I've wrote with and then the singer comes in and writes their bit so that's generally how it how the stuff's gone with P-Bug you know?
0: yeah it really fascinates me how drummers approach it you know because I think mm. drummers have the best seat in the house when it comes to all that stuff so it's just really interesting yeah totally like just interesting to, to find out how guys do it so do you will you engineer the records too or do you get somebody in to do that so you don't have engineer to think engineer
1: it? it mix it and I mastered it I won't master it again because it just oh, killed me last time yeah. Uh, but yeah generally engineer it I mean I've had I had an engineer, young engineer I, took, I took under my wing And he And he helped me And I helped him And then he, uh, he Built He did his own uh, Sort of like Heavy metal record Which is uh, Yeah yeah So yeah Just kind of like It's good to have a little bit of help uh, But yeah generally I've done a lot of the stuff myself
0: You know That's a big workload eh That's like Yeah but man
1: When you're in it When you're in it No one can do it as good as you That's the thing <laughs> you know, When you're like I'm not a control freak, but I'm really passionate, man. You know what I mean? It's oh like, yeah. yeah. Like, and I, I, I get very frustrated, like if I'm like on it, I'm like, come on, let's do this. Like I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like do do, you- do, this, do, that, do that. You know, I'm that sort of person. So, so.
0: do you find yeah. it hard to switch hat? No, it's the same no.
1: hat. Oh, still Pete doing everything. But I mean, look, man, I am. A guitar, I'm a producer. I can play a few other instruments, and. I've been out of this studio a few years now because I've been, I've ended up becoming a really good studio carpenter, mate. I've been building my own studio. So it's like, I'm just like sick of turning up in like old crappy clothes now and paint all over. I'm like, I need to go back to being a a drummer now. Like, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's good. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's just like, like when you, if I look at all your, 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 your stuff your website and all that. It, it just I don't get and I don't get that you can play bass. I don't get, you know, the, So it's amazing to hear that you've got all these skills that like nobody like that I mean,
1: when you play with guys like Mark King and all these great musicians around, I, I'm I'm not going to be telling people I'm a keyboard player. So I mean, like, <laughs> no, no, I I get I can. But the thing is, it's good enough to write, man. It's like, I'm good mm. enough to write on different instruments. And mm. I think, like, it's hard to write just on drums, you know what I mean? Sing yeah. it to like <laughs> You know, I'm not musically trained in, in any sort of theory or anything like that. And that's the one thing I really wish I would have knuckled down when I was younger is, like, maybe learn chords on mm. piano. <laughs> yeah, because that would have really made things a lot easier for me right now. But, yeah, dude, I mean, look. There's no rules, you know, uh, and I go off my ear and heart, so hmm. that's yeah, it's good that, enough
0: man. for me. Yeah, so. man. I was I was looking through the the website, and it, it sort of just it looks like you just happen to know some of the best players in the UK, like the people yeah. that are on these things. Like, holy shit! Like, does he happen to just be friends with everyone who's amazing?
1: You know what I mean? Like, no, like no, no, no. you just uh, you end up just you know. I guess you just end up. All attracting like me. Music is all about, and I mean everything in this world's about energy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, for me there is some kind of other higher energy that brings people together, especially in in music. You know, you, you're on stage, and someone's had the worst week of their life. You know, the the. Their their family's thrown them out. Their wife's left them, you know. And they're yeah. in tears. And all of a sudden, you see their face when you play music. It all changes. So it's like it's an energy we all we all share, you know. And it, and we 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 gravitate to each other. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like
0: absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Look, because like, like I've got a small sort of um understanding of what it's like to put music like that together. But for me, it was always like I spent ages picking the people that that I wanted to play it. You know. Like like a mm. year to find a bassist. Really? Yeah, wow. just like watching people play and like, are they the right vibe? Are they the right human to just be? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? For for the music that I want to put out, you know. I but, mean, it's probably a bit
1: easier for me because I think London is kind of like the European hub of where all the musicians would go. Yeah. Uh, but like, I was like that in you know in Sheffield. If I wanted to sort of do that, I was struggling a bit. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I think yeah, London was. The, London was the best thing for me to to, to get there, you know. And
0: do, yeah, do it down there. So, yeah. Mm. The uh, the other thing I noticed about watching you guys play live is is the stamina thing as well. Like 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 level forty two and the PB Underground, that vibe, that high up, hot octane. Like yeah. keep it up is just. Yeah did, yeah. did you have to learn how to do that, or or was it just your personality? That is is something.
1: I think my personality being just mental (laughs) I mean I've got a girlfriend from Glasgow come on surely that says something (laughs) brilliant (laughs) man it's got be. be. Yeah, yeah The stamina thing. This is what I'm a bit worried about now because we haven't played for a few years. It's like, we're going to be knackered by the second song. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, all mu- muscle memory, all it all drops back into place, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, totally, man. Totally. And, and I think when you remember that people are there to see you and they're there for a reason, and, and you kind of got to give them a show. Yeah. Especially playing that music, the horn stabs, just everything being bright up and, and, and charging on. You can't really be like, mm, you know what I mean? You would just get found out. Yeah, you got, got to give
1: it, mate. You got yeah, to give yeah. it. You got to. The thing is, the drummers, drummers, are so in control of the whole outfit you're playing with. Yeah. If you want to like, if you want to make a band quiet, you can make the band quiet. If you want to make the band really go for it, you're like you're the one in charge, mate. You're the driver. Do you know no, what I mean? Absolutely. The drums and the singing. Is, is for me when I mix, I always get
0: them two right.
1: Mm-hmm. So take all the music out to so get the drums. So the drums and vocals sound good together. Yeah, okay, right. Let's all add the mid, the, the in-between bits now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And it's the same on a gig, man. You know, it's like you've got a as a drummer, you're so in control. So anytime you mess up, it's just gonna it's gonna throw the band. But just keep keep good time, keep the groove, and uh, and listen. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: <laughs> simple, yeah. simple. If I <laughs> like it was that simple. So, yeah. like, even from a technical standpoint, I know this is a boring drum question, but to keep that up, like, you know, you're hitting the bass drum really hard all night. You're hitting the snare drum really hard all night. Do you ever get aches and pains from that stuff, man? Like, come off and be like mm, need to check in with that or?
1: Yeah, I think uh, recently because I'm, I, you know, I'm forty, forty two uh, next month. Or Level forty two. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> it. So yeah, nice. I mean, I think the Sonic just started happening since i played for a few years. I mean, I I I mean, I lost a bit of love for music last year because I'm like, I've just invested all my money into building these studios. What, to make music for free for people to listen to on Spotify? In my mind, they would have never took live music away mm. and it did. And mm. I was just like, what am I doing this for? And so I lost a little bit of love for music uh, for about six months. Uh, but you know, it, it comes back. It, it creeps back in, it'll get you. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think uh, I think now when I've been playing a bit, I'm like, God, the wrist's hurting a bit. Like, <laughs> just yeah. like I'm feeling it. You know, Ooh, why is my back hurt so much? Yeah, you know? but it's I think, totally. Again, once you get into a gigging state, it's muscle memory. It comes back. In, and, but yeah, I mean, I have uh, my little wrist, man. They probably took some hammer in the in the last few years.
0: <laughs> so, how was it working with somebody like Amy? Amy Whitehouse, that must have been amazing. Yeah, Amy was,
1: well, I, you know, at the time, you don't you don't realise, I mean, Amy was a friend of mine, um, she used to come and watch uh, my original band, I used to play this band called Rain, I mean, that's what I moved to London for, to be in this original soul band called Rain, and then, you know, we was gigging all the time, and she used to come down, and then, uh, anyway, we went back to her house one night, because my, uh, my friend was... With one of her friends, you know. So I was just sat in the room with Amy, chilling, and listening to music. So I was like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, oh, "I'm a singer-songwriter." And this is, bear in mind, this is Sunday night, right? And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, "All right, cool." And we, you know, we're just chilling and having a few drinks and smokes. And then out, you know, Monday comes, Tuesday comes, Wednesday comes, Thursday comes, and I'm like, "Put the TV on channel two, live with James Holland." And I'm like, I sit, I sit, I'm like "Hang on a minute, It's like that, that girl from the other?" It is, isn't it? That's Amy, and she's singing there. She's with that uh, blue guitar, and she's singing "Stronger Than Me." And I was like, and then she come again on the Sunday afterwards, and I was like, oh right, no, then just to sing a songwriter, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she started blowing up, mate. And then anyway, yeah, one of the, one of her drummers let her down, and the, the, a good friend of mine, Dale Davis, the bass player, he just went, Pete, Amy loves your drumming. Why don't you come and do you want to do? Do you want to do the CD UK mime?" And I was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And from then I just, I spent about a year with Amy touring, and then the Ronson gig came in. Uh, Stuart Zender called me for that. He was the uh, original bass player with Jamiro Choir. So
0: yeah, I got a good little break, you know, so that was it. Fascinating how it all just works for me, you know, because just one to next, to next, to next, just because
1: just drops into play when you put it out there and you put this, you know what i mean it just weirdly all connects together and just all of a sudden next minute you're on a gig you know and
0: you know you you you, you got the gig based off a hang and and she liked you playing like a sunday night that's that's incredible like that you know
1: yeah you, you know if you that's the truth about it man there's a lot of great players down here but it's 50 percent you're playing and 50 percent your personality because you know, there's a lot of good guys out there, man. Like, right, they monsters. But if they if they're going to be assholes, people probably don't really away <laughs> them that much. They probably work with someone who's not, but on time turns up and learns the stuff. You know, it's like so. You know, you've just got to, yeah. I mean, your personality is fifty percent, and your playing is fifty percent. So, yeah, it's, it's be pretty cool amazing when you get a gig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, from from a guy who's been to music college, that that's never something that they talk to you about
1: well that's what he should be talking about because that is life on the road you want to get a gig don't be a dickhead do you know what I mean mm. like be cool man and hang out and like have fun and just you know be yourself don't try to be nothing else
0: yeah but know? like hanging out on a Sunday night and, and just you don't know who's in the room right you don't know that this girl's just you about to know. hit Jules Holland
1: you never know who you're speaking to man that's and you thing.
0: and you could have been like, all right, cool, just dismiss it, fine, whatever. You playing down yeah. the dog and duck or whatever. And then the next thing she's enormous. Yeah, there you go. Mental. That's yeah. amazing. What a story. Yeah, like, that, no, no, and the,
1: and the, the thing is about college, right? This is what people need to know about. If you go to a music college or a drum college or whatever it is or a drum university, what you gotta do, man, you gotta realize that that is a course, right? And you're doing that course with all the rest of your dudes on there. But what you got to realise is when that course finishes, if you haven't gone out and made friends who are not in that course and got yourself a few different gigs and made a few contacts, is you're all going to be staring at each other after the course going, <laughs> what do you doing? so the key is is if you're in music college or anything like that make sure you get out every night and you go and find gigs and you speak to people and say yo my name's Pete man I'm a drummer I'm just at college here you, let's have a play you know and you make your connections because once that course finishes you've sorted out some gigs you've got some contacts mm.
0: do you know what I mean totally That really important do you have you have you ever done like a college master class got in a top colleges
1: yeah yeah i've done a few things well like yeah yeah master classes in clinic yeah Yeah, like like
0: like, because that's pure gold yeah i mean that's that's
1: what it should be man you know you you can't just rely on the look man i mean the college the university is good man like get your you know learn that shit the theory get your degree or whatever because you you might be able to fall back on that and go and work at a university and be a teacher and but Mm. but again you need some experience behind you man you know if you're Mm. you're going to be teaching the next generation you need to be teaching them experienced man you know mm. what I mean and it's like experience is so valuable you know what I
0: mean so yeah I think it's underlooked. Yeah. talking of, of of teaching the next generation you have your own online drum academy I do yeah
1: I do it's just uh, it's just being updated but I've got a few more courses coming out soon Uh yeah and I'm just sort of like ploughing them into because obviously in the lockdown I was I, I got stuck out in Bali uh, for six months Rated so which is really <laughs> got Really oh, bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we went out we went out for three weeks in december and then on the on the 6th of january our flights got canceled we're supposed to come back on the 8th we just looked at each other like we've got six months fees. You should just stay here yeah, let's stay up. and everything was opening up in bali and all my mates are miserable here i'm just like <laughs> me but after a few months man i was like man i need to i need to do something and i met this guy who owned the music shop out there and he said pete take any drums take the, take the tama shit take the sabians fucking yeah i'll look after you man i was like oh my god and i found a studio and man i was renting all the cameras for a week and i just went in there and i just smashed off about four four courses you know so i'm just still trying to edit these because it's editing that takes a while so yeah mm-hmm. i'm not far away from getting the other uh, there's two courses online but i've gone back to in my early courses i've gone back to Beginners. I've, right. I've gone back. to like, I haven't because I'm like, you know, most drummers get to a certain level. You want you want to teach good players. You don't want to be teaching beginners. So I was just like, actually, I'd rather just go back to square one and explain how to hold the drums. To explain what a, a snare drum is, how it works, and and all this. Some like, of that first course is actually explaining what what a drum kit is and then mm. so I'm like well if I can if I can start teaching um especially in the lockdown because everyone's getting bored and all these like you guys probably saw it how many electric kits got bought in lockdown you know what <laughs> oh, I mean mate, like, so I'm like, let me just let me just put a little bit like a little course out you know for beginners and, and it's done really well man because I'm just I'm giving you my take on it it might not be like the right but uh, you know I've been mm. out there doing it so there's no mm. rules man do you know what I mean it's like uh, so yeah, I did, I did, and I thought, let me just start some basics, and um, and yeah, man. I mean, they're staying with me now. Do you know what I mean? So it's brilliant.
0: Like, what do you think's missing then from the the education people get when they first start? Live experience. Really? Do you think that's that's you know
1: what, the thing? I mean, I mean like, look, man, I'm not I'm not really a tech book head. I wasn't very good at school. You know, I left school at 14. Uh, you know, I was uh, ADHD riddled with ADHD. <laughs> you know, concentrating. So for me, going straight on the road and gigging—that's that, where I learned. That's where I learned my trade.
0: Oh, it's funny you say that because there's so many people are, are learning in a bedroom.
1: Well, there you go. you can be the best bedroom player, but no one will know that.
0: Totally, and to, you know, like when I started playing, well, we were actually
1: doing that because you got Instagram, so all these yeah. dudes are, <laughs> are mega are bedroom players. But again, you get out and play with other people, man. You know, like, this is what I'm saying to you. Like, for me, like, making music by myself is so boring. I'd, I'd rather mm. share the experience with some of my mates and, or just... Dude, I spoke to Mike Clark about this. You know, Mike Clark yeah, yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, is yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, And I went, Mike, if you've got anything... I've got him on my uh, story. I'm like, Mike, if you've got anything <laughs> to say to young kids to say, what you say? And he went, make sure you play with your motherfucking friends. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I was like, "That's such great advice." He said, "Forget the computers; just play, man." And I was like, "That's that is what it's about," you know.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel sorry for a lot of kids because they don't get exposed to it because of the way yeah. people the way people listen to music now is totally different. You know, like we would buy. Yeah. You and I are not far off the same age, so we I would go to our price and wait on a record coming out on a. It would come yeah, out on a would. Monday. You would buy it. You would go home. Yeah. You would listen you'd to, it to all. You have to listen to
1: the, the record, don't you? And you'd mm-hmm. look at the. Who is it produced by? Like what drums is he using? Like now you don't get none of that shit. You just skip, 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 skip. That's why tapes was great because you had to... Mm-hmm. You know, you have to play.
0: It, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. And, you, and like you, your mates would, if you if you couldn't get the album or couldn't afford it, they would they would put it on cassette for you and give it to you know. And you've got it on your Walkman, and, and you you like you can't skip it. You know, it's just amazing. And I yeah, started yeah. playing music right away with the, with people. The week I started playing drums, I started playing music. Wow. Like I, I found some guys at school who wanted That's a drummer. The one, and, yeah, yeah,
1: straight into it. no totally. around
0: We didn't even have a singer, and we and we would That's play like.
1: Don't wait for it. Just yeah. do it.
0: Yeah. Because you're think...
1: waiting all your life for this perfect moment. Oh, I need to do this. Like you procrastinate. It's a lot of bullshit. Just do it. You're gonna you're gonna screw up. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna sound like dog poo. Right. But, <laughs> but you're gonna learn from that. You know what I mean? It's like you just gotta do shit. People wait too long to. I'm I'm I do that. Oh no, I can't put this record out yet. Yeah. You know, three years later, I still haven't put my record out. And it, it, you procrastinate. You put it put yourself up mm. doing stuff. So that what you just said there is a. That is what's missing from colleges. Just get in there and do it, man. Get, get a band get, straight away. Get out and start doing some gigs.
0: Like, right? totally, man. Um, so, <laughs> I didn't even mean it. Um, so, yeah. we're obviously a drum shop. Uh, would be kind of silly if we didn't talk about gear for a minute and nerd out. So, yeah. you've been a you're a big Tama guy and a big Sabian guy, right?
1: Yeah, I've been with Sabian since I was
0: twelve. There you go. Really.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was the youngest NLC at the time ever to sign to Sabian. Wow. So so that nearly 30 years I've been Sabian now, yeah. And you know what? It's been really good to me. Um obviously, you know, a lot of my heroes have played uh what do you call it, Zildjian and mm. Pacey, you know, Jeff Picaro, Dennis mm. Chambers. And Sabian wasn't around it. So but to to be honest, man, you know, uh, I like Sabian Crash cymbals better than all the others. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I've been with Sabian. The guys are great down there. They're always like on the ball. They're always coming up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and man, Sabian, are seriously great cymbals, man. Yeah. They're, they're all good, man. And and Tama, man, like, you know, at the time, I didn't think Tama. I didn't, like the 80s, I was just like little rock drums and <laughs> stuff. And then I played my mate's kit when I first moved down here. And he went, yeah, man, call this guy called Leo Crabtree at Tammer. So I called him. God. And, and I'll, I'll I'll just, do you
0: know Leo? I do, I've not heard that name for so long, man.
1: Yeah, but you know what he went and did, though? He left Tammer and he was to drummer with the Prodigy. That's right,
0: because like, yeah, yeah. We, we, we did a clinic tour with Simon Phillips and it was Leo's last tour before he went to play for the Prodigy. Yeah. Man, he that's a, so that's a that. name. What a throwback! Yeah. I never expected that. Yeah. There, that's brilliant. That's, that's some years there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that was like two thousand and eight.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, he signed me in two thousand and six. I mean, to be honest, man, he didn't sign me. He just gave me a kit. I've never signed. I've never ever signed anything. <laughs> they just give you the gear, and you know, it's a gentleman's agreement. And I'm not one. I'm loyal, man. I'm not one to chop and change. If you know, mm. I've, I've just been there, and and you know, Tama make me my drums. And, I had a star kit built like a good sort of five years ago. Uh, I was just about to order another one um, early last year, but that just totally cropped it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be getting one now for a few years, you know what I mean? Indeed. But I mean, great drums, them Tama star kits but the, the best drums I've played in
0: the world what, what, um, what shell do you play
1: I got the I just got the they've just stopped making it now. I got the bull bingo on yeah but generally the maple guy I like maple man
0: like, yeah they I'm, are amazing those walnut kits with that Japanese send finish are yeah. just like oh they are tip top man they my, are my l- pal Kaz has got that Kaz yeah. he got the blue one. yeah no Kaz too. he's and been on Kaz, yeah. yeah 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 Kaz has been yeah, on he yeah.
1: he's a good mate of mine Kaz and, and again you know I, I knew him when he was young and he was coming through and he was doing all these videos and tagging all the London drummers in. You'd like, oh, you know, but I knew that I was going to work for him, and, it, and it's worked for him. And, it, and now look at Kazman the out there, like smashing mm. it on the Zildjian Day and put on Josh, it. You know Josh, Josh
0: Groban, like you don't, you don't yeah. get that gig yeah. if you're rubbish, you know.
1: No, you don't, mate. I know. Yeah. Do so, you
0: remember what your first set of Sabians were?
1: Yes, I won a drum competition in in 1992, and it was it was Drummers Alliance. Uh, drum beat i forget what it was—and there was like two. There was under 16s and over 16s, and I won it when I was just touching 13. So wow. you do like hints and there's a lot of different heats, and then all the all the final came back to Sheffield, where I'm from, and I won. I won the final, and Chris Bailey won the over 16s, who was another great Sheffield drummer who moved to the states, and he was playing with Britney Spears and all these like big American stars, you know. And Chris just stayed over in the states, had a family over there now, and. You know, but it's funny. All the lads from Sheffield won it.
0: You know, Tearing It up. wasn't.
1: It wasn't fixed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically, then I got. Uh, I still got it, man. I still got my stage ride. Uh, There's a studio crash. Fifteen studio crash. I got, and I just got a. I just got a. A pack of symbols that I won, you know, and then yeah. I used to deal with Jerome Marcus.
2: Yeah, Jerome, man. Yeah. Right. Wow. If
1: I ever broke a symbol, I'd send it back. But I was so nervous to call him. My mom's like, "Call him." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like, send this broken <laughs> symbol. Back. Send me another one." And then obviously, as soon as like, as soon as I moved down here, and then I will get the Amy Winehouse. Gig. It was so funny. As soon as like I got the Amy Winehouse, and I was doing the Brits, man. All them dudes called my phone. Pete, are you alright? Do you need symbols? Do you need sticks? Do you, need-? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, do you want my balls? Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: brilliant. But I guess look, that, that's what it is. You
1: get a gig, people are just wanting to give you shit, you
0: know. Totally. Those stage rides, though, man, they are still great. They're still great, mate. Yeah, yeah I've they still they got don't-
1: the one, but I'm gonna Change I'm, it.
0: Amazing. The I've got um, one of those studio crashes as well. They are some of the nicest crashes they ever made. Those studio crashes. Yeah. So warm. I've got but, an eighteen. Like,
1: I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a legacy. Boy, now I yeah. like my legacy crushes and stuff like that. Yeah, my I've got, I've got well, and, and stuff like that, but I, I just find the legacies because it's just thin crushes. I like the thin crushes, man.
0: Yeah, you man. Know. I had some stolen, eh? Did you? Yeah, yeah. man. I had a legacy 18 <laughs> and someone nicked it out, out, out of venue and I would never ever got it back. I went around all the cash converters to find it and never ever got it back. But
1: and the thing is, they all sound different. I've got about three or four 18 inch legacies and they all sound completely different. They're not the same.
0: Nah. Totally, man. No, they are beautiful. I know yeah. that,
1: mate. I've had my gear nicked a few times. It's just, it's just shit. Man. It's horrible. Like, it's it?
0: just, yeah, you know, yes, it happens, man. It happens. There's nothing. There's nothing anybody can do about it. So, what's the gig tonight? Let's, let I mean, this will go out after, but let's let everybody know what's what. What's playing and what you're well, about to do.
1: My, pai, my mate Moises is a Brazilian bass player. He's come from London and he's just absolutely smashed it. Like. He's doing a gig tonight and tickets are 50 quid each like there's no bass players in london that can sell out a venue at 50 quid each but he can uh but yeah he's just he's just got a big personality he's a very uh he's a very uh big ball of energy this guy and people <laughs> love him. yeah, we just uh there's about 25 singers on the gig tonight how well, I many singers are on the gig? loads of them so yeah i mean it's just a a midweek gig at a, a nice club man it's like so we're just I just said, yeah, why not do it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. So after that, yeah, what's, yeah, ne- what's, what's next?
1: For next week for the level tour, you know what I mean? So,
0: oh, you, so where do you start?
1: Uh, we're starting in... Uh, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. But well, we're up in Glasgow, man. I've told your boys, I'd love for you guys to come. Um, absolutely. If, if, if we're going to do a, a drum thing, aren't we? we walk around the drum kit in the day yeah, or,
0: something, for, or something. for real, man. When's yeah, that? Man.
1: Uh, I think it's the 18th. Of October.
0: Brilliant. That sounds great, man. Absolutely up for that.
1: We'll have a sound check. We'll have a watch the sound check and then we'll do a little, we'll do do the gear, the tour gear and all that.
0: Yeah, sort of man. Stuff. Yeah, great. Gear. We'll have a
1: beer afterwards, mate. Have a Hell wee, yeah. Debbie. Absolutely,
0: yeah. mate. Aye. Are we nipped? Yeah. So if, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Just type
1: in my name, Pete Ray Biggin. You'll see me. It all comes up.
0: Are you doing the Instagram thing and all that? You find you there? Yeah. Well, I'm
1: kind yeah. of. One foot in, one foot out. I'm not the greatest at it, but yeah, i <laughs> a
0: bit. Brilliant. So, well, yeah. mate, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to talk to you, and and you I too, hope,
1: mate. It's good. It's great, man. Because I was just like, because I, I tried to, because I've never been to your drum shop. Really, I'd really love to come. And I'd, i, I want to say this as well to to all the drummers watching, this young drummers. Guys, there's one thing you need to do. It's all right looking for shit on the internet you might find it a little bit cheaper right? but there's nothing there's nothing better than going in a, a drum shop and these guys like you mate are there and they help you and yeah it might be a little bit more expensive but you, we you need to get in the shops to to keep drum shops alive man otherwise you know there's good there's not you're not going to get that anymore and for me i used to buy all my gear from a drum shop and these, used to it was great guys like yourself chris you know you just always be helping out so forget buying offline Get into your local drum shop and see these guys because they'll help you out, mate. And the next time up, I'd love to come to the shop as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. The coffee's always on, you know, so just absolutely yeah, would love man. to have you in at or any the point. Book
1: pass, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Or the bookie, yeah, get the yeah, bookie we, we, out, we, we,
0: we don't, we keep that a secret, man. We keep that a secret. Yeah. We, we, we got a tap installed over lockdown, we just don't <laughs> tell anybody, man. Just, <laughs> brilliant, you know. brilliant. So, you know, yeah, I
1: was from Glasgow the other day with my missus, and I was just like, Looking, I was like, because near you, and I was like, Oh, Easter house. That sounds really nice, doesn't it? I'm just like, <laughs> no. Want to
0: go. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah man so kids, kids, yeah, yeah. You, you need a you know you need a you need to know where you're going yeah you need to know where you're going yeah. down there man yeah, I
1: know. You, you know,
0: jacket, man. I know, I know. absolutely <laughs> I mean the, anywhere in the city centre These, I mean my wife actually she, she works as a dental nurse in the city centre and she said she was still working through lockdown yeah and she was like yeah the junkies have taken over the city man because nobody's out yeah. so you were getting like funny looks walking through the city and all oh, that Wow. Yeah, a but a for a minute, for like a couple of weeks there, it was a bit hairy, you know. Isn't
1: that what Kevin Bridges says? like they say it looks like Glasgow is the most like you've got that side of it, but also the, pe- the people are really nice. So you might get stabbed by a junkie, but he'll definitely call you an ambulance.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, absolutely. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah.
1: it. Yeah.
0: But listen, mate, it was great to chat. Thank hey, you so much.
1: Excellent.
0: Thanks for this, loved it No, and have a great gig tonight And we'll see you in October Yeah mate, keep in touch Beautiful. Definitely. Well do Pete Thanks All mate man. Take care pal You too <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk Drop us a line, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter At Drummers Only UK Make sure you subscribe to the podcast We're on Apple, Spotify and YouTube Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email, or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.